MoneyWeb now on the money. The show is brought to you by Stanlip. Visit stanlip.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlip Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. I'm talking with John Cherry. You find him at Cherry Flava talking the office. I mean, we see the data coming out of REITs locally in the US and Europe. Uh, office uh, vacancies remain 25%, sometimes even north of that. Uh, and and this, it doesn't seem to be getting better in any hurry whatsoever. John, appreciate the time today. Uh, you put out a note just recently around the future of the office. And the, the one point you did say is that it's actually become deeply divisive at this point. Yeah, I mean, I just saw on The Economist this morning that apparently, um, uh, especially CEOs in North America are tearing their hair out as to how they can attract people back to the office. And they're thinking about things like holding pop concerts and they want to do wine tasting. Uh, and there are all sorts of tricks to try and lure people back. But I think what's interesting is that uh, the way that we see the office is kind of a proxy for the, the, the way that we see work. And how that has changed. And I think the real accelerator there has obviously been the pandemic. And now that people have uh, sort of proven that you can be productive at Mm. home, um, we're now starting to question, well, why do we need to go back to the old framework if uh, if the new test was, was so great? You know, you need to really convince me as to why it's important that I need to come and fill a desk after having commuted for hours to get to that desk. Um, So understandably, questions are being asked, and at at this stage, there aren't necessarily a lot of great answers. Part of the trick, and as you're alluding to it there, I mean, offices that we use them today, they they weren't designed to to be fun places. They were designed to get as many people in um, and be as as low cost as possible and, and have the corner glass office for the boss. Right. And I think that's the point, exactly as you say, is that, you know, the office was kind of a central place where you could house everybody. And yes, you you packed them in. So I'm sure there was some kind of a metric of, uh, you know, productivity per square meter. Um, How much money are we making out of the people that we stack in here? But things have changed so radically since then. Uh, And I think now the world of work is really revolved, yes, still around productivity. That's that's obviously important. But more and more, the soft skills of creativity and innovation and creating new value in organizations is really key. And in addition to that, brands and businesses need to attract talent that are really going to be able to do that. So in in order to attract that kind of talent, you need to be super flexible in how uh, you harness the productivity that they bring. Plus, you can't stifle the creativity and the innovation that you're hoping to get from those people. So in many ways, offices now need to perform these two functions, which is how do I leverage productivity to, to the best of the ability that I can? Because these are knowledge workers. They're not mm-hmm. factory workers. Uh, and how do I inspire creativity through collaboration and through having a space where people want to spend time in that space and think of new, interesting, innovative ideas that are, you know, I'm going to be able to create products and sell those products into a changing marketplace into the future. So that's what the new office is meant to do. It's meant to really create the conditions under which those uh, behaviors uh, emerge. Um, And I don't necessarily think that people have framed it in that way as yet. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned pop concerts earlier. It sounds like fun, but I mean, yeah, how many pop concerts can I go to in a, in, in a week at work? Uh, I mean, it, it, it's going to be around design. I mean, I've been to some of the sort of newer corporate offices in, San, in, in Rosebank. This was pre the pandemic. And you could see that they were trying design. I don't think they were quite getting it there yet. But, but mm. this is as, almost as anything, a, a, a design challenge. 
Yeah, exactly. And, and to your point, Simon, I mean, you don't want to go to a pop concert with people that you are work colleagues. <laughs> with work cool. colleagues, you go and you do like amazing work uh, with those people. If I want to go and have a jaw, I'll go with my friends and we'll go to a stadium and, and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's just ingenious the way that they're kind of thinking of those things. And I think exactly to your point, I don't think the office has really been designed with the, the intention of what you're trying to create this space to do. Um, it's, yeah, I, it's, it's not necessarily about space. It's about the experience and it's about what you inspire in that space. So, you know, even things like desks and uh, meeting rooms and, you know, all of these concepts need to be rethought because, you know, research shows that people have their best ideas when they go out for a walk or when they're mm -hmm. on the beach or when they're climbing a mountain. So if that is the case, then why is the office not on top of a mountain? Why, you know, why are there not structures in place to try to inspire different ways of working? And I think that's the thing is that the thinking needs to actually break out of the physical space and actually redesign what kind of behavior are you trying to create and then create the conditions under which that behavior com uh, comes forth. Uh, so, look, it sounds like I'm talking like a real designer now, which potentially I am because I'm a futurist and I design strategies for the future. But I think that, that I really think that that's what needs to happen is start with a blank, a blank slate and then build from there depending on what you're trying to create. Yeah, I like that, a blank slate and, and less top down. I mean, you know, all these, all these bosses thinking that they know how to solve the problem. I mean, good old fashioned, go speak to your staff, see what works for them. Is it a mountain? I mean, for me, it's a beach. I mean, it's going to be different for everyone, but, 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 but speak to your staff. Yeah, exactly. And I think the, the thing is that there are no answers here as yet. So there's a lot of uncertainty in the space. Mm. And when presented with uncertainty, the trick is to explore and be creative and use your imagination and to design. And I think that's potentially what's not happening. As you say, people think they have answers. They don't. Just accept that there are no answers as yet and it needs to be designed from scratch. Does getting this right, because someone's going to get it right, lots of people are going to get it right in time. We will chat in five or ten years and, and, and look back and there certainly will be some level of innovation. It, I would imagine it becomes a competitive advantage. A hundred percent. And I think that's the thing is that in the world today, one of the key drivers of uh, future success is how successful are you at attracting talent? Mm. And we know now that as we move into an age where business is becoming more and more digital and technology is becoming a huge part of the, of the value chain of a business, you have to attract the kind of people who understand technology and can be creative with adaptive technologies. And that's about how do I piece together technologies to create something brand new? Uh, and those kind of people are very, very rare and they're very, very highly skilled. And nowadays, with remote working, you're not just competing with, uh, you know, other businesses in the Johannesburg or Cape Town area. You're competing with people around the world. So you've got to be better than uh, a guy who's sitting in Sanson and potentially could be working remotely for Google. So that's the challenge is that you've now got to attract that kind of talent. Uh, and the benchmark is world leading organizations, not just the, the company next door. So I think, again, with that kind of lens on the problem, uh, you're really going to have to hit it out of the park to get these people to, to want to work for your organization. Yeah, we'll, we'll watch with interest. As I said in the intro, the offices are lying empty there all, over, all over the world, truthfully, um, and the solutions so far don't seem to be working. Folks aren't keen to go back. We'll leave it there. John Cherry, uh, Cherry Flava, always appreciate the insights. The show is brought to you by Stanlib. 
Visit stanlip.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlip Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider.